We are I. Yesterday, I was listening to Stephen Pressfield and you know Joe Rogan kick around just a, a few thoughts about about life. You know, and Stephen Pressfield, he's that gentleman that believes that with inside of us lives the muse, and the muse is really what what drives us, what what feeds us, and you know, is just that ultimate driving force of life. You know, one thing that they were discussing, and I've heard this discussed lots before, and you know, I've also, you know, discuss this multiple times too, is like, why, why do we have all of these, these systems? Why do we have all these processes that happen to our body? You know, positive, you know, um, physiological changes in our body when we go through stress. And what they were talking about specifically is, you know, like, why, why do we have this, you know, um, I'm losing the thumb, my, not losing my thought, I was just trying to pick my words accurately here, but, you know, like, why are we drawn to things that are hard? You know, and I think that fundamentally, like, everybody is drawn to things that are hard, you know, and when, when people don't challenge themselves enough, this is what happens with all these mental health issues is because they just, they don't have that positive spin off of, you know, the dopamine and the norepinephrine and the, you know, epinephrine, the adrenaline, like all these, these chemicals that get released into our body that give us this great feeling of euphoria and accomplishment. When the, when they were saying is, you know, like, like why, why is it more attractive to our body, whether or not you want to be attracted personally, but it is physiological attractive for our body to be stressed in multiple different ways. There's all these great benefits, whether you're talking about in the sauna or the ice bath, which is just being out in the natural heat and the natural cold, whether that's working out, which used to just be surviving, you know, whether it's through, you know, a hug and an embrace with somebody, you know, whether it's through a sexual encounter, whether it's through, you know, accomplishment of building something like there's all of these environments that equate to a lot of good stress and bad stress, but they have great positive outcomes for the endorphins that get released into our body, the chemicals that get released into our, our bloodstream that allow us you know, to be able to, to feel good, to feel accomplished. You know, why does it feel so good to climb that mountain? Why does it feel so good to build that shelter, or have that shelter? Why does it feel so good to have that vehicle that's reliable and dependent? Why does it feel so good to be able to walk or ride a bike? Why does it feel so good to work out or do cardio? Why does it feel so good to do all of these things? Have a great conversation with people, you know, have a great connection, sleep in a bed next to somebody, know that somebody is there in your life that you love, you know, having children that, you know, depend on you for, for guidance and, you know, reliability, you know, 
Why is there such great spinoffs of all of these things? So I came to this conclusion when I was listening to this. Could you imagine? Because up until within maybe like the last hundred years and, you know, maybe even less, you know, life was really difficult. No matter how advanced you were outside of like an extremely high elite, for the vast, 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 vast majority of people, no matter how good your life was, life was still taxing. You could be an aristocrat and you still had to travel by horse and buggy. You still had to travel by train. You still had to do these things that were challenging. You still had to live life that was harder than what it is now. So when we look at this principle, could you imagine if the effect of life being hard was misery? Could you imagine if the effect of life being hard was depression? Could you imagine if the result of life being hard is anxiety? Could you imagine if the result of life being hard was absolute breakdown of the body with no you know, countering hypertrophy or rebuilding process? Could you imagine those things? We would have ceased to exist. So it only makes sense that our bodies have evolved that through all of this, these stressful events, all of this, you know, challenge in life, because of course, when we build connection with people, of course, when we do these things like get embraced and feel that warmth of another person or have somebody beside us that we can rely and trust upon, of course, we're going to feel good with those things. But I mean like the things that are really actually hard, like the, you make a tool that you use, you know, you build a structure that provides you security and warmth. You know, when you do these things, when, you know, when you're physically taxed from, you know, hunting for days and you finally get something that you for feeling because if it didn't feel good, you would never go out and do it again. And you eventually would starve to death. If it didn't feel good, you wouldn't have the security and you probably would die by an animal attack. If you didn't do it, you probably would die of exposure over time. If it didn't feel good and if you didn't get that euphoric feeling of being cozy in some clothes, you never would have, and people never would have invented clothes and furs to be able to, you know, be warm and keep themselves warm. You know, if it didn't feel good to be in an essential accomplishment, because you have to remember that even at a most fundamental level, that if you seek out shade in the sun, that when you're in that shade, it feels like a sense of accomplishment. It feels good. It feels right. It feels like this is the thing you did. So, of course, your body is going to flood yourself with these chemicals to make you feel good because you're drawn intrinsically to things that feel good. Like, this is who you are. You need to feel good. We want to feel good. So, when we do all of these tasks, it's just our body rewarding itself, like guiding us down. If anything, it's like all of these endorphins are directly you know, link to our, our consciousness and our intuition because they're guiding us down the path of like, yes, you should be doing this. It's that elbow nudge. Like, yes, you're going in the right direction. Let's push you over this way. Because again, could you imagine if providing food to yourself after hunting for hours or days or weeks, if finally you get some food to feed yourself and the people around you, could you imagine if that felt terrible? What would you do? You wouldn't do that again. But because it feels good, 
And it also feels good to eat. It also feels good to have a full belly because it feels good to do these things. We want to go back and do them again. But the one thing that doesn't really feel good, and this is the confusing part for us right now, is you get that little bit of that dopamine hit. You get some of those chemicals released when we go on things like social media. But there's nothing positive for our body doing that. It's not, it's not positive to sit there. It's not positive to look at the phone. It's not positive to be around all those radio waves. It's not positive to be you know inundated by all this information. It's not positive to have all these contrasting perspectives to compare yourself against. But you know the gratification of th- seeing things that are exciting is this confusing environment where it's like your body's feeling bad and good at the same time. Well, naturally, that shit doesn't happen. If it feels bad, like if you come across a fucking snake, there's nothing that feels good about wanting to get bit by that snake. It doesn't. You try to go around, you get around, you shoo it the other way. That's what you do because it doesn't feel good. Everything about you is telling you this isn't okay. But that's like social media. A social media is like ha- coming across that snake, knowing it's bad, knowing it's about to bite you, giving you all the signs that it's about to attack. And you're like, fuck it. I'm just going to try to give this snake a little kiss on the tongue. It's like, no. No. Like that, you would never do that. It's like coming across a bear that already has its mouth open and yeah, you know, and showing signs it's going to attack you and be like, man, if I just give that bear a hug, it's going to calm down. It's like, no, it's not. Those are like representations of the confusion that's in our world today. And I believe that this is what really, what really is causing a lot of the mental health issues. This might be another answer to one of those questions like, how do we fix this? It's like we need to understand, we need to admit how all these environments that we're getting ourselves into are just not healthy. You know, a home that's always 70 degrees. You know, clothes that always keep you warm and cozy. You know, a bed that's always comfortable. You know, food that's always going to fill your belly. All of these things. It's like they're good. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but there's nothing challenging about them. There's nothing that's positive that comes out of staying in a mediocre environment at all. And that's all that we've created with advanced civilization is the way to be able to survive in mediocrity. It's all we've done. So if we if we allow comfortable, if we allow the ability to be able to be comfortable but not manifest mediocrity, maybe this could be a solution, you know, to all the problems that are going on in the world today. Because again, when we created shelter, it didn't mean that 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 shelter was forever. When we created clothes, it didn't mean that clothes were there forever. When when we had food, it didn't mean food was going to be there forever. We had to continually put in work to maintain that shelter and not just power washing your driveway or cutting your lawn. Like that's that's not it. 
Not just painting a wall when it doesn't really need to be painted. You're not going to the grocery store to buy fucking fruit roll-ups. You're not buying another shirt when your other shirt's not worn out for the simple fact of having another shirt. There's no positive, there's no positive anything physiological that happens to us through mediocrity. But through advanced struggle and any kind of struggle, any kind of taxation to our body, because there's no solution, there's always trade-offs. And the trade-off to our body being put in adverse environments is that we get flooded with positive chemicals that allow us to be able to feel good and keep on going. So my question of the day is, are you, the only thing that you can do, the only thing that I can do, the only thing that we can all do to help the world around us is just accept the things that are killing us. And mediocrity is definitely one of them. So are you willing, are you going to keep on living in that mediocrity that we've created for ourselves? 